All right, guys, and Calibrated Power is sponsored today's special guest. We have UCC competitor, UCC fourth place winner, Donovan Harris. Donovan, how the hell are you? Good, just trying to get caught up on my sleep from the, from the event and from the trip home. So now where most of us had the luxury of maybe driving five or six hours, uh, we were talking right before this recording went live, you, you traveled uh, uh, 2,000 miles one way to compete at UCC. Yeah. Wow. So not only the jam-packed weekend, which we're going to get into, then you had a 2,000-mile drive home. Uh, do you do that in two days? Uh, no, we. I left at about 10 or 11 o'clock on Monday, and then I got home uh, Wednesday night. I split it up into about 12, 13-hour days kind of thing. Oh, one, day was about eight, one day was about eight hours, and the other two were about 12, 13 Man, that's a tough run. That is but insane. It, but, hey, you do it to compete. Uh, Donovan, before we dive too far in, hey, give our listeners a little bit of your background in diesel performance. Uh, started a shop in 2007, so we've been doing it for coming 12 years now. Started competing in drag racing in 2009, and, I don't know, I think we're probably probably one of the oldest teams around, to be honest with you, but, yeah, we just we do uh, work out of Red Deer, Alberta. Got a shop here. I got six employees and we do everything from brakes to 2000 horsepower and everything in between that's armor ink guys uh definitely some cool stuff going on up there you've like you said you've been around the game a long time and the the racing has really been stepping up uh you're one of those guys who you travel long distances to race right yeah yeah we've 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 put on many miles over the the 10 years we've been racing because you know we, we have some drag races up here but all the you know all the all the big cool guys and all the big fancy events are you know usually a good you know fifteen hundred miles away or so to get to something you know to race the East Coast guys anyways. Now, <laughs> how about in preparation for UCC? I remember um, beginning middle of April, uh, Dynamite Diesel launched a video where uh, you and Lenny Reed had the truck on Dynamite Diesel's dyno, and you guys were doing some testing and whatnot. Um, even for you to go and do something like that, that's a, a bit of a hike from you to get to, from where you're at to uh, Dynamite Diesel. Am I correct? Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's about a nine-hour drive. Uh, <laughs> not it's too not, bad. You know, no. No, that's a, that's a short one. That's, that's a Canadian insane. work day, man. Yeah, Come on, no big just, deal. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> the dedication yeah. and what you put into that, that's insane. you, you got to remember, Chris, Canadian exchange rate, so that's only seven hours American. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Everything, everything's 35%. Everything you buy from us is on sale every day. <laughs> now, Donovan, you put on a hell of a show uh, at UCC. Walk our listeners through your truck, man. What you what'd you bring to the show? Um, same truck we've had the last four years. We got a 2008 uh, regular cab, long box, four wheel drive. Uh, we've been running a D and J uh, deck plate six seven motor in it for the last two years. And you know we bring our, our drag. We've been drag racing for years, so we have pretty good experience there. We struggled a bit this year uh, with our tranny. We broke, uh, cracked the valve body. So we struggled a bit drag race day, and then we come out and did our best numbers ever on the dyno day and, and you know, brought a, a simple back half situation for the sled pull. So all, all in all, our truck is, is not real complicated, I guess, when it comes down to switching events because we spent about two and a half hours getting ready for the sled pull. So all in all, our truck's, you know, pretty good. It just, you know, we, we kind of struggle a little bit here and there on a few things, but 
we're looking at coming back next year, but we'd have to change some stuff for sure to try and get that number one spot. Well, well, let's walk through the days. Uh, you want to go in reverse order this time, Chris? We'll start with the poll on Sunday. Yeah, yeah so uh, sled pull. Uh, what place did you take in the sled pull? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even remember where I placed in the sled pull. Okay. I never, I never looked. I, I checked. It was a little bit down in the pack, pulled up uh, 228 yeah. feet. But, hey, man, it, it's a rough weekend. That's the last day. And sled pulling, not really your guys' thing. Well, we've been sled pulling for quite a few years. You know, not at, not at the crazy level the guys out east are, but we've been sled pulling for a number of years. But we were we were sitting second overall going into the sled pull, and we swung pretty hard, you know, to to take first place and – it just kind of bit us, you know. We put a little bit, a little bit too much into it, and we're not exactly sure what happened yet. Whether it's, you know, we got some oil in the in the coolant, et cetera. So I don't know if it's a oh, head gasket or okay. a melted piston or, or what went on. But it kind of, you know, it, it it happened probably at about 175 feet. I seen some oil spray, and you know, probably the normal thing would have been to do is just to let out. But I just <laughs> unlocked the converter, unlocked the converter, and grabbed the last nice button I had finished her off oh. fuck it let her eat man yeah, right. it's the last <laughs> day it's the last day at that point Some, somebody always said you can fix it at the end of the track so huh? that's what i did <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh so the sled pull didn't go your way but but shit man the the drag racing sure as hell did back on day one uh i see you came in oh god was it fifth place uh with a 560 is that right yeah yeah that's right yeah 560 Unfortunately, we've been running, like last year consistently, we were 540 and 530. Um, but we added a bunch more power to the, the truck this year from what we normally run. So um, our first run out on the strip, we bounced off the rev limiter a couple times. That's when we ran our 565. Bounced off the 6,000 RPM rev limiter a couple times, and that's what we came up with. So, And then after that, the, the, the tranny just kind of gave us grief for the rest of the day we swapped a couple trannies and then later on found one of our valve bodies was cracked so we were losing pressure and, and we haven't got the second one apart yet so the power driven guys were camped next to us fortunately they you know they do a lot of trannies and, and we do some too but we took our tranny over there and we tore it down and changed a couple things that needed to be changed and they even showed me a couple upgrades we could do to you know to make it a little better and, you know hats off to them guys for giving us a hand that was pretty it was pretty cool, man. So I'm, I'm finding this common theme as, you know, we're uh, interviewing the UCC competitors. Um, you guys are all in competition against one another. You're all looking for that top spot, yet when you're in the pits, everyone's lending a helping hand to make sure that everyone can be at the same caliber to even compete. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool for sure, all the guys there. Like, you can if you need something and you go to a pit and they got it, you know, chances, nine chances of them are going to give it to you. I know one guy needed it. I drive, he broke a drive shaft on the sled pull, and I said, is that just a solid drive shaft? He goes, yep. I said, well, there's one on the trailer if you want to go grab it. You know, <laughs> that, was for, that, was for, that was for Mike, actually. And, you know, he, he took the win overall in the qualifier. So, you know, it's just, it's just if you have it and you walk over there and, they, you know, they got it for you, they'll, they'll lend it to you. There's usually no questions asked. Sure. Well, hey, I wanted yeah. to ask about the drag racing. In the past, it's just been open lanes. So you guys get like 12 hours or whatever, and you go out and you run, you get your best pass. This year we had the qualifier, and then we had the bracket racing. Now you have a lot of experience at the tree. Uh, how do you think it impacted the overall competition? Do you think we got the best drag racer at the top of the pile and maybe the one 
who who should have been at the back at the back? Um, not necessarily because it's it's they jam packed a lot going into one day when you're when you got to do two or three qualifying passes and then drag race you know four to six rounds with trucks at this level. It's just you know there's not a lot of time in between rounds to get ready. You know it definitely wasn't a bad idea to drag race, but it sure put a lot of you know, a lot of hard work into trying to keep these trucks running. You know, Derek Rose got a buy in the first round, then he come into the second round, and he broke his trans on the line. You know, so yep, he had that. the fastest pass of the day, but, you know, tranny broke and, and he couldn't finish it out. So I think Rudy is who won the who won the actual drag racing portion of it. Yep. <clears throat> and, and there's no doubt they built a truck that works. You know, they were out testing a bunch for two or three weeks prior to the event. So... It definitely one of the, the truck that won was probably the best prep truck out there. Gotcha. You know? So, did it put the top guy on on the top? I I don't know. I couldn't say that for sure because, you know, our truck consistently runs faster than that truck does. So, you know, but you got to keep it together at the same time. So. Yeah, it definitely it adds an element of survival to it. Because in the past, we have seen guys go out, set one pass, and then wait until the last few minutes and go out and try to set their fastest pass of the night. Um, you know, to leave leave themselves at top. And hey, man, I love a competitive strategy. Uh, this year, I, I felt it, it it kind of even the playing field mm-hmm. a, a little bit, you know, so to speak, where you're going to get guys out there who. Like Tony Burkhart, no no drag race experience, right? Yep. Uh, and then you're going to get, you know, like you yep. said, you and, and Aaron Rudolph and Rawlings and the, and the whole crew uh, out there who yep. are some dedicated racers and really see some badass racing, which is which is what we saw. I, f- I feel it put on a great yep. show. It was a great show. It was it was a lot in one day because there was a lot of there was a lot of carnage and a lot of oil downs and you know when you're trying to make your fastest pass you've ever made plus drag race, you know it's just. It's just a ton of pressure and, and a ton of parts weighing everywhere. <laughs> well, and plus, yeah. I think, you know, the, the the other thing that, you know, we've touched on a bunch is, you know, the drag racing didn't necessarily start uh, when planned. And you have that no. in the back of your mind of, okay, when is it going to start raining again? I mean, day one was very nerve-wracking just in that sense alone. Yes. Yeah, the weather the weather definitely wasn't on our side for the drag race and, and the dyno portion of it. They had a, you know, they... they did their best to squeeze us all in, but I think it kind of, I think they kind of shut down the, shut it down at the end of the night because the track was getting too cold. But it definitely was a, yeah, it was it was a big day. And starting, we didn't start racing until I think just about noon or one o'clock. So mm-hmm. that didn't help. Right. Uh, I wanted to talk plus, about. Plus the, oh, go ahead. Well, plus the weather, you know, being that cold, it was cold outside and and rain. So the track prep, you know, was as good as they could get it. But you know, guys were spinning pretty good too. So. Yeah. Sure. I want to talk a little bit about your setup changes, uh, drag racing, dyno, and sled pull. What did you change on the truck for each event to, to optimize your performance? Uh, going into from the drag race to the dyno, all we really do is a, is a tire swap. That's all we really do there. And, and then set up, our, set up our nitrous and, you know, pick a tune. But that's kind of all we do there. And then when we step, go to step up to sled pull, we do a gear swap in the front, and then in the rear, our drag race rear end comes out, and we slide in a whole new frame uh, underneath is what we do there, and then we add a bunch of weight so we can weigh, weigh up to 8,000 pounds. And you said that was only about two hours to go ahead and swap that changeover? Yeah, we got 
four guys working on it, you know, a couple guys handing wrenches, so the, the front goes up in the air, and one guy starts swapping the, the gears in the front, and on the back we jack her up and, you know, unbolt the, the four-link system and slide in a whole new frame into the back. So, yeah, it took us about two and a half hours is probably what it took us to be done. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> this is in the pits we, at the show, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, yeah. in the shop up on a lift. No. This is, no. It, no, no. In the weather. <laughs> yeah, the guys, you know, we, we kind of preset everything, the gears, and, you know, we have everything laid out and everything. So, you know, it, it works pretty good. And the guys, you know, my team, there's three dedicated guys to, you know, kind of wrenching on it. And, you know, they're all good qualified mechanics, and, you know, they get shit done. Sure, sure. Well, hey, the the event we're skipping over here, of course, is the Dino. Dino. Uh, it, it was a cold day. Obviously, Tony had his own challenges there, and we saw some other stuff going on, some nitrous backfires and things of that nature. Donovan, you put down 2,096 horsepower, 3,019 foot-pounds of torque, which is crazy, I, I think is the understatement of the year. Um, this has been something we've seen every year. They're they're up in the ante at UCC. We see, you know, D Rose came in over twenty five hundred horse, and even the guys who you're right there by are only you know a hundred hundred and fifty horsepower away from you. What does this look like in the future, man? How much further do you think we can take these diesel trucks? I don't know. I, I think the top horsepower number is probably going to be around that twenty five hundred mark because other guys have been you know twenty four change. You know, Derek Rose, 2,500. I think maybe it's kind of going to start topping out there as far as the chassis dyno goes. Um, the number we laid down is our best number to date. And, you know, we had 10 minutes to make to make our pull. And, you know, I, he, he set the dyno, and I nodded my head. And, like, we were, we were done at 49 seconds. And I'm like, are we done? And, like, I talked to my partner, Lenny. He's like, yep, we're good. I'm happy with that number. And I'm like, yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so 40, 49, sec- 49 seconds in, we were done. Like, if they'd have had something for the fastest dyno pull, you know, ever, then we'd have got it. So, so, yeah, we were, we were happy with that number, and we just said, yeah, we're good. Unstrapped her and pulled off. For all the listeners that we have, you know, and all the, you know, uh, the spectators that were at UCC, um, within reason, the truck makes, you know, arguably 2,100 horsepower, and they think that, uh, you know, 2,100 horsepower is what it takes to run like a 5.4 or a 5.3 or a 5.6 in the eighth. Uh, That's just simply not true. Uh, Compared to that dyno number, what do you estimate the power that the truck has going down the track to be, roughly? Uh, in, In reality... You know, to run our our five forties and stuff like that, our truck we're probably in around the eighteen nineteen hundred horsepower. Okay. We we run we run not a lot less dyno or nitrous down the track, but we kind of bring it on in stages differently, and definitely a little less nitrous than we do going down the going down the drag strip. Like there's there's guys you know using anywhere from five hundred to thirteen hundred horsepower with a nitrous on the dyno and. And that going down the track, you know, it just wouldn't live very long. No, not at all. But it's just that something, no. you know, when people read these numbers and see these, you know, documented in the magazines and on the Internet, yeah. you know, that that's not necessarily usable power. That's show power. That's proving a point. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's, that's the same guy who now wants to tow his 1,000-horsepower exactly. truck, right? Exactly. Yeah, just because exactly. the truck is yeah. capable of it doesn't mean you use it for that. <laughs> so. No, exactly. You just, you know, just it won't. the trannies won't live, you know, the engine won't live, et cetera, et cetera. It's only a... A short, you know, you see it up there, and it's like a, you know, one to five second pass at the at the most, and probably not even like one to one to three seconds is probably all the dyno is is 
is that you know when you're going wide open throttle right well that's awesome man um so so you're back now your your whole week traveled to get back home what are your plans for this year with the truck where else are can we expect to see it uh we haven't made a lot of plans yet with with that truck we're gonna try and dial in the sled pull a little more and then you know obviously go a little faster down the drag strip you know if we can stay around that 2100 2200 horsepower on the dyno you know that's going to keep us in the running for sure but it'd be nice to go you know down lower in the you know 5051 somewhere in there you know pass down the track is where we'd like to get it you know so we got a couple other trucks we're building a pro mod two-wheel drive right now so it's it's about ready to start in about a week, so we might focus a little more time on that. Okay. Been worried about this truck too much for the summer, anyways. Are you no starting shit. to see some of the shops? You know, they're kind of going that route with you know two-wheel drive, you know chassis pro mod style configurations. Uh, what kind of power plant's going to be in that? Um, it's a it's a D and J motor as well. Okay. It's going to run a single turbo single turbo on it, and it's actually the first truck that we come out drag racing with back in two thousand and nine. We just took it. It was a two-wheel drive, short box, half ton, and we just took it and pretty much teared it down to the to nothing. And we, it's got a front half, front tube, the front half, and we lost. We went from forty-nine hundred pounds, and we're hoping we're going to be about thirty-three hundred pounds. Whoa. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. I need to get on that diet. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a big change. That's for sure. Wow. I love it, man. Well, we're definitely excited to see Donovan and Armor Inc. make it out to some more events. I know our fans have been asking us to get you on the show, man. We're really excited to see what the rest of this year brings. Uh, any final thoughts or shout-outs you want to give? Uh, just a shout-out you know, to Lenny Reed at Dynamite Diesel you know, for backing us up. Uh, you know, we have some, He has some crazy ideas, and sometimes we get them to come to fruition, and sometimes we don't. But um, you know, he's a big part of the truck. All the guys at Armor Inc., you know, all the guys at Dynamite Diesel, you know, helping out, you know, uh, who else? Diesel performance converters, you know, they help us out a lot with all the converters. Uh, Nitro Gear supplies us with gears and third members for our gears. Uh, Jared Volmer, breakout tuning, you know, he's an awesome guy, awesome friend. He's there for tuning, he's there for ideas, he's there for, you know, let's do this, it'll go faster, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the ideas never stop coming from him, so that's, that's a, big portion of our team and then also perkins diesel kind of come on this year with us and they're helping us with our sled pull stuff so hats off to them guys for for giving us a hand you know building our back half as well as being there at the track to kind of help point us in the right direction and give us some ideas well that's awesome man well hey we know you're busy so we'll let you get back to uh breaking everything down and getting the trucks uh up and rolling again Well, hey, one of the other things that was a lot of fun, Chris, was our trip over to WC Fab a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to cut to a segment of that trip. We've uh, we've definitely learned and learned what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, as Chris mentioned, there's many different gauge thicknesses out there, and there's a lot of companies out there that that sell intercooler pipes um, that shouldn't go on diesel trucks, in my opinion. Uh, they might work fine on a gas or application, making that 15 or 20 pounds of boost, but you know, one thing, for example, is we'll, we'll talk about aluminum piping. Um, aluminum is nice because you don't got to worry about any any sort of rust on the inside of the pipes. And in some applications, you could just put the pipe on your vehicle raw. You don't even have to powder coat it, even though most people would like to. Um, 
and we use all sorts of materials. We use stainless, we use mild steel, we use aluminum. And you know, as of lately, we're actually converting a lot of product over to aluminum, but we're not using the, the standard as most people have in the past of 16 gauge. The problem with 16 gauge aluminum and high boost applications is you go to put your T-bolt clamp on your silicone boot and I know, I don't think anyone, I don't think I've ever seen anyone and I know none of you probably do either, put a torque wrench on your T-bolt clamps. You just crank them down. Right. <laughs> and when you're cranking down a T-bolt clamp, you're gonna crank that sucker down until it stops cranking. And or, the it, problem or, it, with, or it blows out. Or it blows out. <laughs> or you strip it out. I mean, you want to keep your boost in. You don't want your boots blowing off. You know, obviously the bead rolls are there and that's important. But the issue with some of the thinner gauge aluminum, aluminum is obviously much softer. Um, you start cranking on that T-bolt clamp and it essentially will, will dent or cave in the pipe and essentially cause the boost to leak, cause the boots to blow off. So what we've, what we've done recently with a lot of our product, um, uh, A for weight savings, and B for uh, rust for prevention is we, we've changed a lot of uh, intercooler piping over to aluminum, but we're not using 16 gauge, we're using 14 gauge. Okay. It's thicker and you're not gonna concave it. I mean, numerous occasions, numerous sizes, um, before going in the oven, after going in the oven, because uh, aluminum can be annealed and become soft and hard through different processes, uh, you will strip out a T-bolt clamp before you ever cave in or dent one of our intercooler pipes from tightening the clamp too much. So it's it's a lot of it's just like we mentioned earlier, um, you know, improving upon older product and just making things better as we go along and as we learn things. Um, you know, so so the cost savings, aluminum is going to be a cheaper uh, material for us to buy versus say stainless steel. Stainless steel is your top tier, most expensive material you're going to buy, and uh, you know it's it's tough shit but it's going to raise the price of all this product that is already very expensive. Sure. Um, so we're able to keep prices the same or potentially even drop prices and offer you a, a better, longer lasting material that's not going to fail under these high boost applications that these trucks see. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920.